everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock. Best of the West for this year. So go down and see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock. Now let's get to RRS in 10. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRS and 10. I am RC Maxfield alongside Brandon Solis. It is Wednesday. Brandon, halfway through the week. How you doing, man? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. No complaints. Excited yeah. to um, get to go to Amarillo this Friday. Looking forward to that. Um, but like okay. you said, we're making it. So, Amarillo, what is there to do in Amarillo? Going to a show, going to a concert. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mr. Root's going to be there, so shout out to him. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been to Amarillo one time in my life, and it was on the way back from Tulsa uh, when Texas Tech was playing in the NCAA tournament. So great, great, uh, great spot. Uh, I highly recommend. Actually, it's a pretty nice little spot. Doesn't it have a zoo? I believe. Yeah, they do. They do, and they got the sod poodles now. Obviously. Yeah. The big baseball guy. See, I need to go see that stadium sometime. It's, nice. it, it's awesome. It, and speaking of baseball and a team that's going to be playing there. Um, yeah. And not too long, um, the number 11 Texas Tech baseball team will be in action today at noon. Now, if you missed it, they will be in action at noon it was originally a 630 p.m. First pitch time. But due to thunderstorms, potentially on Wednesday night in the 806, they moved it to noon um, at Dan Law Field at Griffin Park. It'll be the last time that Ray Birmingham, the famous coach at UNM, comes to the 806. He's got 44 years of coaching. He um, built a powerhouse over at New Mexico Junior College in Hobbs. And he also really kind of built a program over in Albuquerque as well. Um, this year, kind of an interesting year. They've only played three games in a calendar month. Not great uh, just because of the COVID issues they've had, but um, or not they've had, but COVID issues with their opponents or they ha may have had as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the Lobos come in, they're nine and 16 on the year. Texas Tech desperately just needs to get a confidence boost right now, Brandon. Yeah, they do. Uh, I think we talked last time the Big 12's looking out of the, you know, out of the picture. You got a big weekend coming up uh, over at the with the other team down there in Austin. But uh, I think this is a, like you said, it's nothing but a confidence boost. Uh, nine and 16, six and nine, the Mountain West. Um, they lost two of three at Washington. So, you know, this should be a pretty, pretty good uh, win win for you. And $8 tickets, by the way. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you really want to see the offense come out in this one. I think you, uh, I think you really need that with this, some, from what we saw this past weekend, at least. You know, uh, Cal Conley is, continues to impress me, by the way. And uh, you just kind of need these guys to, you know, kind of put, put at-bats together and just put them consistently but uh, I think this is a good good spot for them to, you know, hopefully get back to that kind of level. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You have a freshman right-hander, Brandon Girton, going. He's 1-0 mm -hmm. with a 5.63 ERA. Well, New Mexico will counter with a senior during the midweek with Nathaniel Garley going, who is 0-1 and sits at a 
1.1 ERA. It's the 123rd meeting all time between the Lobos and the Red Raiders. Kind of makes hmm. sense. One, two, um, but Texas Tech holds a uh, 75-47-1 lead in the all-time series, which dates back to 1962. Here's a fun fact for you. It is the most played series for Texas Tech against any school that has never been a part of the Big 12 Conference. New Mexico. No, always kind of, you always play them. You mean, correct. I mean, every year we always play them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, there was a little the, bit of doubt this year due to COVID. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And then the Aggies, right? Do they ever? New Mexico they State down? Aggies. Yep. So, yeah, you're, you make some, uh, you know, good wins over the your neighbor next door. So. Yeah, they've got You'll some quality. It. They've got some quality programs over there. One tie. That's a uh, that's interesting. Don't know when that tie was, but it happened. It did happen. Um, I can confirm that because well, Ty Par- Parker put it in the notes, and he's good SID for baseball. So there you go, Ty Parker. There you go. Um, with golf, Ludwig Aberg will go into the final round of the Big 12 championship tied for the lead at one under par after shooting four under on Tuesday at the Prairie Dunes Country Club. The Red Raiders are tied for fourth as a team with TCU at 30 over. Um, there's a three-way tie atop the team standings after 54 holes, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma all at uh, 16 over. Don't think Texas Tech's going to catch them as they are 14 behind the leader. Um, but Texas did shoot eight under on Tuesday, so there's that. But back to Ludwig, he uh, shot one under, as I mentioned, or four under, I should say, excuse me, for a 66 on Thursday following a 71 and 72 on Monday. So he will go into the final round Wednesday tied with Cole Hammer. By the way, great name. Cole Hammer. Great name. Um, a- Sadly, that gaudy orange down south. Really? And then Bo Jin from the Gotti Orange up north. And then you got Quade Cummins from Oklahoma. They're all at one over right now. Um, credit to Hammer, though. He did so uh, a tournament low round, um, shooting 565 on Tuesday. Um, Texas Tech senior Kyle Hogan is tied for 15th at nine over after shooting even par on Tuesday. So Ludwig um, looks to join Chris Ward from the 2010 team as the only Red Raiders to win the Big 12 championship. Um, he will have a chance to do so today um, to keep updated with Texas Tech men's golf and Ludwig and his uh, chase to win a Big 12 title. You can follow Texas Tech men's golf at Texas Tech M golf on Twitter, and they will keep you updated. And you can also go over to results.golfstat.com and go to the individual section and see um, just how uh, Ludwig is doing. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, a lot of stuff going on during the day and absolutely nothing at night because those are the only two um, events in Texas Tech Athletics. Um, Burned, outside uh, of slow down. Yeah, outside of an event um, in Midland, I believe, where Mark Adams and Kirby Hocutt will be, and some of the people on the board will be there as well um, oh, yeah. for a donor luncheon i believe or something along those lines so no i didn't get that email i think i missed that yeah i don't i don't make enough money for that i don't think they make (laughs) i don't don't make enough money for them to even invite me or consider it like it's just not worth it you know it's like ah he's just taking up air uh, yeah maybe somebody will invite us on the board yeah probably not i don't know if i'm worth (laughs) that at that point um 
But Texas Tech Athletics, that's it for Wednesday. You got men's golf and baseball. And then on Thursday, we'll preview it uh, for tomorrow's podcast, the NFL Draft. And two Red Raiders, maybe even yeah. three, could be getting picked this weekend and fulfilling a lifelong dream as Zach McPherson, Jack Anderson, as well as TJ Basher could all be drafted this weekend um, in the NFL Draft. I think we know for sure, Brandon, that Zach McPherson and Jack Anderson will be drafted. It's just a kind of a matter of where the hell are they going to end up? Yeah. And I think McPherson here, sorry, my, I have the dog out and she just knocked my microphone over. Always the, blaming um, the dog. Typical. <laughs> you know, she gets into a lot of stuff, but typical. It's 10 45 and she wants to play. Go figure. But, um, and nonetheless, Zach McPherson has been popping up all over the map um, for the latest mock drafts. And I think uh, somebody mentioned in the group message that it was uh, as far as number two, second round, second round kind of guy. I see him in third, but uh, I'd really love my Cowboys to get him. Really would if they somehow pass up on uh, Patrick Sertain, but who knows how that'll go. We need need to get both anyway. How how bad that secondary is. Yeah. You need to address a lot of things. And uh, even Jack Anderson as uh, the name thrown out there for them. Yeah, then you'd have two Texas Tech guys on that offensive line, at least in the room, because Terrence Terrence Steele didn't perform well last year, but you can't really fault an undrafted rookie being thrown into the situation he was in. Um, No matter Uh, where he went to school, you got to give him the benefit uh, of the doubt on that one. doesn't matter the school. is standard, but the best organization in football. So The Tennessee Titans? No. Never. No. The Kansas man. City Chiefs? No, come on. Hey, they made a big splash, though, with Orlando uh, Brown, is it? Yeah. Yeah. The former good, uh, good Oklahoma that. Sooner. That stand yeah. upright. I'm telling you right now, like, what they did, and this is nothing to do with Texas Tech, obviously, but what they did with their offensive line in one offseason, legitimately like two months, mm-hmm. is damn near a miracle. Like, they yeah, had arguably – and I'm not even talking about the Super Bowl because they had guys injured. But after they yeah. release guys, that offensive line, you and I could have honestly had a chance to start. That's how Big bad it was. Too, wasn't it? Didn't they release some? Oh, yeah. Schwartz and Eric Fisher, Schwartz. former mm-hmm. first overall pick. And then you go out and you get arguably the le- best left side of an offensive line and Joe Tooney at left guard, Orlando mm-hmm. Brown now at left tackle. The doctor comes back on the right side who you know was a really good right guard for them and not to mention their center as well as their right tackle. So, I mean, good for Pat. He's uh, Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'd imagine the uh, face of the whole NFL is pretty happy about that. Yeah, it's almost like they want to protect their prize investment. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought that would have been a problem? Yeah, who would have? Who would have? So, real quick, I mean, just putting you on the spot, Cowboys taking Sertan at 10, in your opinion? Yeah. What about if Slater drops? Slater? No. Or I think you, you take Sertainer or Horn. Sewell? But, uh, what about a Sewell drops? That, see, that's see, that's one. I don't think he will. I mean, you're, that's the... It would not shock me. It? it would not shock me. But he's got maturity issues, they said. Yeah, I saw something about that. And uh, maybe if the Cowboys or somebody's willing to draft up or trade up to jump the Cowboys if for some reason he was to fall to like eight or nine... I'm just saying, and, uh, I mean, the Cowboys offensive line, they do have some injury I mean, histories, especially on that be, left side. Yeah, I would be really happy if they took either him or, I mean, Sertain, but I just think Sertain's just going to be there. That's interesting. 
Yeah, I have DJ no Vasher, number one, number one draft, uh, first round draft pick for the Cowboys. No, no knock on TJ, but I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I'll take TJ in the later round. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea what the hell my team's gonna do. Yeah, what's what to do? I have no idea. I just kind of. It's you actually kind of refreshing. You're fine. It's refreshing though. You know, going into a draft and having no expectations, and, and, and it's even more refreshing this year because it can't be as bad as last year, Brandon, where we yeah. drafted a guy who played four snaps in his whole in his whole rookie season, and now he'll never play in the NFL again. And Isaiah who Wilson, Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia, we traded him to Miami for a pick swap in the seventh, and now he's smoking weed and trying to be a rapper. So. What? How did I miss this? It's a uh, it's a crazy story. Go look it up. But NFL bust. Isaiah Wilson's rap career is worse than you could imagine. Yeah, no, it's uh, it can't what the hell see, did y'all do? see see that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it can't be any worse than that. You know, that's pretty like, bad. The, our rookie this year for the Titans, and again, this isn't the Titans podcast by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even know why the hell I'm talking about it. He only has to play five snaps, and he's an improvement. <laughs> I mean, that's how I think about it. Um, that's how I think about it anyway. That's but, interesting, man. Um, we'll talk more about the NFL draft tomorrow and also yeah. recap Texas Tech baseball as they have their second to last midweek game of the year. The next one will be, well, next Tuesday when they play in Amarillo where Brandon oh, will yeah. be going this weekend against Oklahoma. That will, that will be their final midweek game of the year but we will recap that and also keep you updated on ludvig aberg and his chase to win the individual big 12 he, uh, golf title lady lady raider golf didn't she she won the big 12 she title? did yeah so that'd uh, be nice yeah you get a little bit of a duo there doing that yeah. i believe on the women's side um true freshman yeah yeah i remember talking about it so. yeah um it was gala dumez Yep, she won a claimed individual title, the freshman. Um, but that's going to do it for RRS and 10. Shout out to Two Docs for sponsoring the podcast. For Brandon, I'm RC. You know where to get the latest and best Texas Tech athletics news. That's, of course, over on redraidersports.com.